Hi there, I'm Ben Pierce, and welcome to the Elevated You podcast, the podcast all about helping you in the tech world develop your professional skills. Each episode, we share the top tips, failures, and lived experiences of people thriving in the same world as you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's get going. Hey, folks, and welcome to the Elevated You podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about why techies need a personal brand and and how to go about building one. And our guest today is a real techie at heart who's invested loads of time, energy and thought in this over the last few years. What's more, this person loves helping other people think about this as well. So please welcome to the podcast, Ashley McGlone. Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me on the podcast. And uh, just this is fun because for me, uh, we're recording this at 8 a.m. on a Monday between two conference weeks at Sandwich in the Middle. <laughs> and uh, so this is this is what we're talking about. I'm talking about this at conferences and I'm really looking forward to sharing this topic with our folks today. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much with your, you know, your busy schedule. Um, we, we've got a, a cross Atlantic conversation today, you know, so I am in the UK. It is just gone one o'clock in a half term week. So I've had to shepherd the children out so that we can have a bit of uh, silence. Uh, and you're and where, and where are you at the moment, Ashley? I'm in Ohio in the US. Brilliant. Well, Thank you so much for for taking the time to to be with us. And I wonder, for all those people that don't know you, um, could you explain a a little bit about who you are, what you do in your background? Sure. So I I always like to start at the beginning. Uh, 1982, I got a Commodore VIC-20 for Christmas, and I've been in tech ever since. So I've been uh, literally over 40 years now. That dates me a little bit. But uh, yeah, I've been messing with tech my whole life. And uh, that journey has taken me through uh, major household name companies uh, like uh, Toyota and Microsoft, and now here at a company called Tanium, uh, based off the west coast of the U.S. And so, uh, yeah, just living the dream, and and I mean that in the best sense of the word, not the nightmare. Living the dream, you know, it's it's been a great ride in tech, and uh, along the way, I just realized all of a sudden one day, hey, I've been helping people, and and this is kind of catching on, and there's there's something more to this, and that's what brings us to today's show. Yeah, and and we, you know, so you mentioned Microsoft there, uh, and all the listeners know that was my background as well, and and we crossed paths. We were both a role, um, what we call premier field engineers, so we were both hands-on techies. And this was probably back in the late noughties, I want to say early teenies. Um, we kind of crossed paths then working on PowerShell and various technologies like that. And actually, we went on a, a training program together, didn't we? All about um, how to get on big global stages, both digitally and physically, and 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 do that more effectively. And, and that was how we met probably 2011, 2012, 2010, something like that. Yeah, I started with Microsoft in 2010, and it was a year or two after that that we got to meet in Reading, 
And wow, talk about a life changing uh, training event. And, you know, I'd already done Toastmasters before that. I'd already been blogging and speaking. So it validated a lot of things and it just took it to the next level. It was a wonderful training exercise, uh, hanging out with some of the best uh, in the field engineering organization at the time. And so these are techies that that, uh, we were trying to help each other ramp up to do that. I like the way they say online, on stage, on camera, on message. Yeah, certainly got to do a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. And and that's sort of a lovely segue into really what we're going to be talking about today, which is um, about techies having uh, a a personal brand. Um, So I wonder maybe if we could start to sort of think with the real basics before we get into the sort of the real detail of it. But to, to you, what is a personal brand? And then why do you need it in the tech world? What's the point of it? What's the value of it? So at its simplest level, you know, there's lots of people out there who have their their take on what is a personal brand. I would just like to say it's your reputation. Okay. That's as old as humanity. Um, you've got a reputation and, you know, you think about it around the office, there's the, the or on your team, if you're working from home, there are people that you really enjoy working with who are just legends. And then there are other people that you really would rather not work with if you didn't have to. Uh, and so that's your reputation, good or bad. And so that's also kind of your personal brand. It's just what people get when they work with you. And especially, you know, the angle of helping others. If you're somebody who's always helping others, it, you know, there was a guy named Zig Ziglar years ago who used to say, if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get what you want. And it's not necessarily that it's, uh, you know, for, for me, I, I usually live to serve and help other people. Um, but in the end, uh, I realized all of a sudden, hey, wait, I'm getting something out of this too. And it uh, all of a sudden, you know, it, I don't, I'm starting to ramble. But yeah, it, there's a lot going on in our economy this last year that's it's been really hard to watch uh, on LinkedIn where we see a lot of our peers um, jockeying for new positions. And that's been hard. And so uh, what I hope to do with this content is to help folks um, insulate themselves a little bit if that happens to them, or if they just want to proactively, you know, chart their next course. Uh, you can do that with a personal brand and and making sure that your reputation is uh, out there and available for people to understand. And so, personal brand, I'm, you know, it sounds to me therefore is like a modern interpretation of an age-old idea of reputation um and maybe in age-old times that might have been your reputation in the village because that was the only people that you ever saw mm-hmm. but but now of course we're in this hyper-connected world you know where you know and, and we're driving that hyper-connectivity in tech you know we're getting excited about what the next level of that is and so we're thinking right how do we take this age-old village reputation type thing but how do we transpose that to a world that is global hyper connected with lots of different platforms and 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 how do we make that reputation work for us and and so i guess what would be the the benefit therefore of of having a reputation um you know i i think there are i come at this from two sides um number one you know there are people who are, uh, we've both observed in our career who are just in it for the love of the game. Not only do they do tech all day, that's their hobby also, and they're just consumed with tech, and these people just rise to the top wherever they are. And 
and they're the, the genius in the group that everybody goes to the with their hardest questions. And then there's the rest of us. <laughs> and <laughs> and so uh, so usually those people who are the love of the game type people, uh, they're not interested in building their own brand or going online. They don't want the attention, right? And um, the other side of us, uh, we're, we're trying to, to help secure our career uh, and make sure that we're providing for our families and, and enjoying uh, every aspect of our job, right? Uh, but at the same time, uh, there's, there's a little bit of uh, kind of, you know, like you plug your guitar into an amp to make it louder, right? <laughs> there's a way to amplify your impact by uh, sharing some of the things that you've uh, done online so that other people can be helped, yep. right? And, and that's the angle here of uh, building a personal brand, I think, is taking it online yep. uh, in a way so that when a prospective employer is uh, looking, you know, say, hey, you just applied for this job and they, they look to find you online, what are they going to find? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why you might want to build a personal brand yeah. is so that you're a known quantity then uh, when you get to that interview, perhaps they've already seen your work online and that interview then becomes more of a conversation about yeah. uh, what you've done and how you've helped others and other people speaking on your behalf, you know, letting others establish your credibility rather than uh, your own voice because uh, now you've got people online whom you've helped and in the comment thread on your blog or your YouTube or your forums, wherever you're making your mark online, the the kudos from those other people are helping to establish your brand. Mm. And uh, yeah, there, there's also a whole t- side topic here about you know tooting your own horn. Which is very uncomfortable, and yeah, um, and certainly we don't want to appear to be tooting our own horn, uh, and and there's there's a, a really subtle way you have to frame this in in such a way that you're you're really trying to help others, yeah. Uh, but if if I can amplify that enough, um, I can help more people, yeah. And so it, I, I'm always, I've got this internal tension with building a brand about not wanting to look like I'm tooting my own horn. I'm trying to help other people. Yeah. Uh, but in doing so, you do that in a public way. Yeah. 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 And so you've got, you've got the altruistic, I want to help people, you know, and I, and I, you know, and both of us are, you know, got our values aligned there, you know, in the, well, we, we do want to do that, you know, and so this is a great way to do it. Um, but also, I think certainly for me, and I don't want to speak for you, but I, I live in the real world where I have to pay a mortgage and I have to feed my kids and I have to have a car and pay for it. And so I'm a little bit like win-win. So if I can help more people, then that really aligns to my values. But actually, if then uh, that also helps me with my potential next person that interviews me. Or for me, as I, you know, I'm sort of running my own business, you know, selling things to people right which is how i do feed my kids um then if i could get you know if, if it helps me with that as well as helping then it, it's think win-win and it and it's not either or it's not either you know either i'm tooting my own horn or i'm doing nothing you know there is this place where you can help others and uh, and and help your career at the same time 
Yeah, there's a little quicksand there, a little pitfall to watch out for, because I know uh, there are several videos of me on YouTube presenting at conferences where I'm embarrassed to go watch them, because I spent <laughs> right. the first few minutes of my conference presentation say, here's all about me, and here's my social presence, and here's where you can find my stuff, and yeah. it was all a commercial for Ashley yeah. for the first couple of minutes, and now I go back at like, I just, I was, oh, it's painful to watch, because <laughs> I, I, I thought it was about me, and it's not. A personal brand is not about me in some regards, okay? Yeah. Um, uh, you're not going to be an internet celebrity, most likely. No, there's you know there's only one Mr. Beast on YouTube, so uh, I'm not going to be Mr. Beast. But uh, you know, if if I can help uh, a few people in my niche of my specialty, yeah. um, then with those people, then uh, I'm having an impact. Yeah. Okay, so so I guess we've we thought about it. Then it's 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 a bit of a win win, you know. Having a good reputation helps you help more people and helps you professionally, you know. The, the, and you've got to get the balance right that is, you know, that you are comfortable with that aligns to your values. So so if you've decided actually, right, I do want to have a decent reputation in this modern internet age that we are in. Um, where do you start? How do how do you do it? So. Uh, so this would probably be a good place to, to tell the story, kind of how I got started. And for me, it was by accident, really. Okay. Uh, I was at our former employer doing field services for companies. And um, at the end of the engagement, uh, it was these proactive services checking their environment for health and risk and so forth. And at the end, we say, good luck. Hope it's better next year. <laughs> uh, when we come back and do the same assessment. And I thought, this can't be our story. So I started uh, for, you know, and what I'm about to share is some specific technical things, but just treat that like a variable, put in whatever your technical specialty is, right? For me, it was PowerShell at the time and Active Directory. So I was helping people with scripts around that. And I started scripting these solutions for uh, frequently asked questions that I would hear every week, the same questions coming up, or see the same challenges uh, trying to help administrators in their daily work. And so I started, uh, made a commitment to do one blog post a month uh, that would be thorough. And it's not the little marketing fluff blog post with 200 words and, and, a, and a, a picture that doesn't look anything like me, right? <laughs> these were screenshots coming out of my lab. <laughs> and long, detailed procedures and things that, you know, the blog read time was like 5, 10, 15 minutes on some of these things on the Google Analytics. And, and it's completely different from what marketing people look for in blogging. But it was providing real value to people. And before you know it, uh, started people started following that content. And when I looked up one day, it's like I, I showed up on site at a customer and they had printed like all 10, they had physically printed and bound all 10 uh, <laughs> pieces of this blog series that I'd written for their problem they're trying to solve. And they were using that as their manual to do their work uh, for their project. And I thought, this is really having an impact. And so I wanted to, I realized that I was able to help people by, number one, I helped them. Number two, I put it somewhere other people can find it. And number three, I just repeat that process, right? And so I just, just create this little loop of uh, help people write it down and put it somewhere people can find it. I guess I kind of said that out of order, but you know, write it. You help somebody, you write it down, and you put it somewhere people can find it. And you just keep doing that over and over. 
and that creates what they call a long tail where um, I'm writing about something today that uh, this person found as they were working on it today, but two years down the road, somebody else is starting the same project and they find that content. And so that long tail, it just kind of pays dividends over time. And so the idea is that you put enough content out there and over time, uh, all those long tails kind of stack up and accumulate. And so you end up with this uh, growing uh, following. And what happens is somebody's looking for a solution, you've solved it, and they find your stuff, you've helped them. And then the next time they go back and it turns out you're the same person with the answer again, all of a sudden they say, hey, this person is speaking my language. And they they search again for the third thing they're looking for, and they find your content again. These say, okay, this is now my tribe. These are my people. And I'm going to start going back to this person as a source. Mm-hmm. And when you're just documenting, you know, everyday struggles that we all have, depending on whatever technical specialty you, you are in, and just putting those answers out there for people, because you know that's that's the first piece thing technical people do, right? We're we're all really good at googling for the answer or binging, you know, whatever Google Bing, whatever you use, going to go find the answers. Who else is before I put a lot of effort in this? Has somebody else solved this? So uh, be the person that provides those answers, and you can help a lot of people. And and do you know what? It's really interesting. Sort of that resonates. Uh, and it's similar to to, the, to to my background. So, you know, now what I do is I, I help people in the tech world with their professional skills, their human skills, that side. But back in the noughties, I was doing very similarly similar things to what you were doing and around PowerShell as well, you know, same sort of technology. And I remember, you know, to your point about, you know, PowerShell had just come out. I needed to learn it. I couldn't find how to learn it because those resources weren't there. So I started doing some legwork that I had to do and then basically just shared that journey, you know. And and I remember the first, you know, big thing I did was I just shared a cheat sheet of PowerShell, which was just like syntax. Like, what does an if statement look like? What does an, uh, you know, a case statement look like? How do you use variables? You know, all those really simple things that everybody needs to know. And nobody else had done one. And so I popped it out there and then somebody found it and it got amplified and suddenly became a huge, huge thing, which then turned into me getting lots more hits and the opportunity to speak at conferences, the opportunity to meet folks like you. You know, it sort of all went from there and and it all went from the fact was, oh, there isn't the thing that I need. So I'm just going to share the thing that I needed and see if it helps people. And it sort of all sort of snowballed from there to a really fun roller coaster for a few years. (laughs) Yeah, I, I remember reading a book by Seth Godin uh, several years ago, and he said, you can be the best in the world at anything if your niche is small enough. And and a niche is the intersection of two specialties. And he said, you know, if, if you're a specialist in koala bear toenail painting, there's probably not a lot of demand for that. Uh, but if you find two things that, you know, for example, I did PowerShell and Active Directory. So there are a lot of people that knew PowerShell better than me, and a lot of people that knew Active Directory better than me. But you put the two together, that's an intersection of two specialties. And so I became the Active Directory PowerShell guy. And uh, that uh, really helped uh, a lot of people because I could focus in that area. And I, I always like to say, you know, if, if I go to a family reunion and I start talking about PowerShell and Active Directory, they look at me like I've got three heads, right? But there's a few people in the world on Twitter or LinkedIn who've seen that content and they think that's the best thing. That's, that's really helpful for them. So you're not going to be an Internet celebrity, but for the people in that specialty, uh, 
you can really help them. Yeah. And so you can, uh, when you're look, thinking about what do I write about, uh, what do I tell people about, and, and I say this all the time, even the beginner in technology today has something to teach because you know what I've been doing, I'm an old dog, I've been doing this 40 years and <laughs> Uh, you know what? AI is just now coming out, and there's a whole lot that everybody has to learn. Yeah. We're all on the same playing field. So whether you're a beginner in your career or senior in your career, we are all lifelong learners. And so if you just jump on that next technology uh, trend and start writing, speaking, creating video, whatever your content format is, and you can ride that. And then what you do is you take that new technology thread and then you apply it to your industry or some other specialty, intersect that. And now you become a specialist with that new thing in your domain that creates your niche. And you can write about that all day long. Mm. And you're on equal footing with the, the OGs like Ben Pearson. Then. <laughs> but, but that is... A really hard thing to do, um, finding that intersection, find, finding your niche. Um, and, and the other thing, you know, that I struggled with, with that is I'm quite a generalist by nature. I, I quite like doing, I, I like variety in life. Um, mm -hmm. So the idea that I'm going to talk about one thing forever fills me with dread. And, and so, but, so, so how do you, you, you balance that idea of, right, here's the thing that gets me my niche. So I niche down, I'm going to get that audience versus I'm interested in lots of things. So how do you balance that? So you're asking this question to somebody who has ADHD. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so I have many varying divergent interests and I'm quite, a, I have a liberal arts degree. I'm quite a generalist myself. Right. And over the years I've had to reinvent my niche. I've had to modify it. So I moved on from PowerShell and Active Directory and then I, for a while I did PowerShell and security. And so I kind of modified it slightly and I began speaking at conferences and creating content and labs and so forth around PowerShell security. And then uh, now I've got kind of my third iteration of kind of what I'm doing in the world of content is around a web show for my current employer, Tanium. And so now I've got uh, kind of on my third iteration of what style of content or niche I'm working on uh, in public. Uh, but then you look at my hobbies and I've got all kinds of varied interests that sometimes flavor the things that I do. But yeah, you, you have to reinvent yourself. Like I said, um, it, it's really like you, exactly like you said, if I think about doing the same thing for the next 10 years, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's going to be so boring. I, I need something <laughs> new and fresh and keep it exciting. Right. And, yeah. and that's why a lot of people enjoy ITs because there's always something new to learn. Yeah. So so let's imagine we've got someone listening to us that's thought, okay, do you know what? I, I am going to have a go at amplifying my reputation um, online. I, and I do want to help more people. Um, this is my niche. And, you know, maybe it's the intersection of this technology and this industry or, or whatever it might be. What do you do next? H how do you build that brand or build that reputation? So when it comes down to the practical bits, a uh, couple things. Uh, you think about all the different ways we communicate online from 
uh, or not just online, but so let's start with in-person, right? Conferences and user groups, mentoring, face-to-face training type things, right? You've got written formats, you know, books, blogs, social media, forums, you know, Reddit, wherever, uh, all those different forums out there. GitHub, you know, that's a written form of communication. Uh, it's it's code, but there's a README on there too, where you can write really good docs about whatever it is that you've posted and created. There's audio like this with podcasts, right? Or Discord, Clubhouse. There's all kinds of audio formats, video with uh, YouTube and streaming and uh, video training, right? Uh, there's uh, I won't mention any particular brands, but there's lots of technical training video platforms that crowdsource from people like you and me and our listeners. They need people to create content, right? There's lots of places there. And then you can, some of that, depending on if you're doing it on work time or personal time, you may be able to monetize that. Um, and so it just depends on what, what your goals are there. You can even write books. And uh, I have avoided writing books. Uh, a lot of my peers have uh, because I just don't have the time. It takes a lot of time to write a book, and you're not going to get rich writing a book. You're just going to be able to say, I wrote a book and that, that <laughs> builds your credibility in a lot of circles. You look at this yeah. book with my name on the cover, right? Yeah. But tech books have a really short shelf life. Uh, yeah. They flame out pretty fast, typically because technology moves so fast. So anyway, what, what I recommend to people is, okay, you, you find your niche. All right. What am I good at? What's the current tech trend? How can I intersect those things and, and make a mark? Then where do I make that mark? Uh, for me, at the time when we were at Microsoft, I had a blog on TechNet for seven years. You can you know, post your blog anywhere, but uh, I made that blog the hub of all my activity. And there was an about page where people could find my speaking resume as I'm applying to speak at other conferences. And then uh, all the content that I published, I, I just posted a steady stream once a month. And it was going to be thorough content. So rather than trying to, to conquer the world and post every day, every week, I thought with the with the workload that I have, I can make one post a month. And that way, when somebody goes to look at my blog roll and they don't see, hey, look, there's one post from 2018. There's one from 2016. It's like, no, I want them to find a consistent experience that they can build trust that I'm going to give them a steady stream of thorough content that they can trust. And then what you can do then is you find where, wherever you want to make your mark. Maybe it's a YouTube channel, you know, or whatever. Then you uh, go through social media, uh, other written sources, and, and you can point them back to that hub, direct people to that place to find you, whether that's your blog or your uh, your social channel, your video site, whatever you've got. Maybe it's your GitHub repo. Maybe that's where you make your mark, and that's going to be your home base. And then everything else you do kind of funnels back to that. And at the same time, uh, there's there's some uh, websites out there like Namecheck and something like that. Because if you want to put a little bit of a marketing spin on it, all right, your your brand is your your mugshot, your image. What what is you think about uh, Coca Cola or McDonald's? These global recognizable brands. You you see that logo, you know that's them, right? So, mm. what is your logo? You can go out to one of those websites like Fiverr, five e r r, you know, fiverr dot com, and send them your headshot. Somebody on the internet will pick it up, and you can have them stylize it to make it look cool. And that's maybe that's your brand or something like that. And then you take that avatar thumbnail and that becomes your profile picture on all your social profiles 
And then you put the same uh, banner image up there on all those social profiles. And then all those redirect to your home base. And then you also try to use the same handle on all those social profiles. My mistake was that mine was Goatee PFE. Well, I'm no, I've still got the Goatee, but I'm no longer a PFE. So uh, my handle is stuck. It's burned into Twitter or X now. And so um, there's some websites like Namecheck where you can go out and see, okay, is this, is this handle available everywhere? So if you're going to put a little bit of branding on it, and again, this is just a little bit of polish so that it gives a consistent image, a consistent brand across all those properties. When people see your image, they'll recognize it and they say, okay, there's the guy that or the gal that answered my question last time. And I see them popping up multiple places on social and, and video and GitHub, wherever. Uh, now I, I can stitch those all together in my mind and I start to make the connection. This is, this is somebody who's helping me. And that leads to securing your career because uh, I've got a story we can tell in a minute about how that helps secure my career. So just getting it out there, giving a little bit of consistency and ex something that people can expect from you. Again, setting your reputation. This is what they get when they work with me. Okay. I'm just making a note. We'll come back to that, that story on your career. Um, so now just before we and, – and the reason – let's come to that in a minute – so just to sort of summarise where we've got to so far. So we've got this idea of we're building a reputation because we want to help people. And now we're thinking, what do we? where is it we want to help them? And we're going to niche down a little bit. So we've got that area of focus to help us. Then we then thought, right, now where are we going to pop? pop that um and so that could be github repos you know that could be tiktok videos that could be linkedin that could be x that could be instagram that could be wherever and the other thing that you're talking quite a bit about is is the the long form uh side as well you know so blogs things that really really help people people in depth and and there's a couple of things that that sort of surface when i think about that um one is um the long form world versus the short film world, you know, the, the, the 10 minute article that gives you real substance versus the 30 second TikTok video that grabs your attention, you know, and, and sucks you in, you know, so there's those two things. And then the other thing is the introverted versus the extroverted. Sometimes people think about, you know, reputation online means jazz hands and bright lights, blow my own <laughs> trumpet, look at me, look at me. But actually there's right. lots of forms that can that can be suited to people that perhaps don't want to do that, you know. Mm -hmm. can, can we explore? I'd love to get your thoughts on that kind of t topic a little bit. Uh, ben, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was literally last month delivering this content at a conference and somebody said, I'm an introvert. Right. I'm not going to make videos. I'm not going to make podcasts. What can I do? Well, you know, so I just I just enumerated this palette that you have as an artist, right? There's written, there's audio, video, there's all these different formats. And then within any one of those, there's lots of options. So within written content, you know, there's books and blogs and there's even I've had peers who uh, have made a career out of writing paid articles, for uh, online tech content sources, right? And there's there's a whole you know there's a whole category there. So uh, even if you're an introvert, uh, you can still be that quiet person that just is a rock star, really deep in your content. And if you just take a few minutes, I mean, 
because think about it, uh, we've got project documentation that we're writing at work. Uh, why don't we uh, clean that up a little bit? And you know, granted, we're, we're trying not to uh, divulge any company information, make it all anonymous, right? But if you can, uh, you know, share some of that in a more uh, relatable, personal format that people can consume, um, it's not that much additional uh, lift to just take that, shape it up a little bit more. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff you're writing for your help desk people. So they've got articles, you know, support articles. How do I do this thing? Just take that, clean it up a little bit, and put it in another format online where people can find it. And you mm. just keep turning that crank. Mm. Help people, write it down, put it somewhere people can find it. That yeah. works for introverts and extroverts both. Yeah, excellent. And, and what about this idea of the short-form hooky stuff versus mm-hmm. the long-form uh, really helpful solves a very specific problem type stuff? Uh-huh. How, how would you balance those two things? Yeah, thanks for bringing me back to that. So uh, it's a both and. Uh, okay. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. So what I would recommend is, uh, depending on what platform you choose to make your mark, you're going to spend some time learning that platform first. So whether it's using learning how to use Git with GitHub, or you're learning how to do video editing, or you're learning how to do some extra uh, you know, text manipulation, whatever it is, you're going to take some time to make your mark on that first property, wherever that is, whatever form that is. All right. So take some time just to get started, get comfortable with that. And when you feel like you've kind of got your sea legs and, and you feel like you've got a good, uh, good pace and cadence, you've, you've got the basics down, then you can start to look at some of those other ones. For example, with my YouTube show that I'm doing, uh, I've been coming up on three years on the current YouTube show that I've been running. And uh, this last year, I started doing YouTube shorts. Uh, so I take this uh, 20 to 30 minute uh technical overview and then I'll clip out uh, one or two little clips of nuggets that are just kind of teasers to hook people into the content right so uh, it, it's a both and and uh, it's really easy to get overwhelmed because there's so many things and and I'll, I'll say this um, uh, there's something called the Gartner hype cycle and I don't know how Gartner got their name on this probably somebody Gartner wrote it but this this Gartner hype cycle uh, I, I because I have ADHD and I'm a living hype cycle like I'll get excited <laughs> about anything give me five minutes right so uh, it, you have this this trigger and then you have this peak of inflated expectations oh man this is gonna be the greatest thing and then you get into trying it and then you find yourself in the trough of disillusionment. You're like, oh my goodness, wait, this is really hard. This is like, there's real work to this. And then you have the slope of enlightenment, where it's like, fail, try, fail, learn, try, fail, learn. And you're kind of working your way up the little slope of enlightenment. And I've done this with my hobbies too, taking on some really hard things and you have to skin your knees and uh, learn and then grow and you're the whole time you're skinning your knees and you're creating great content because there's other people out there skinning their knees on the same stuff and then you get up to this plateau of productivity where it's like hey uh, i'm kind of cruising now I, i've gotten enough uh, that i've built up my expertise and i can really just turn this crank and i can and i can do what i need to do for my job but i can also help other people and and other people are having those same struggles and you just document it along the way so um so yeah we can take that 
process. Give yourself some grace and some be patient with yourself. Don't give up after because how many YouTube channels have three videos? How many blogs have three posts? All right, you got to be patient with yourself and uh, give yourself some time to learn. And then uh, you can you can always expand that platform, uh, hook into those other channels of online content, so that when people go to search for you, depending on whatever their flavor of online platform is that they prefer, they begin to find some breadcrumbs that all lead them back to your home base where you've chosen to make that. Right. Now, <clears throat> we're, we're starting to run out of time, actually. We've been having a good chat now. Um, but I did say we'd come back to your career story. You, you said you had a story about um, how having this sort of online reputation helped you in your career. Could you uh, could you tell us about that? Sure. You, we, we probably should have started out with this as the hook. But uh, <laughs> this is, this is, it's fun to tell. Um, like I said, you, you talk about this at your family reunion. People look at you have three heads. They, they don't they don't care about JavaScript or Python or whatever it is you're doing. But uh, so here's the thing: I I was uh, looking for a, a transition in my career. Actually, I couldn't say I was looking at the time, but it came looking for me. And so I ended up with my current employer, and I had about six interviews. All right. And so, again, coming back to this whole theme of where we are in the economy right now, it's a tough job market. Anything you can do to distinguish yourself is going to help. And so having being able to find a presence online uh, kind of makes that interview an afterthought. And so that was my story uh, with my current employer. The third interview was a technical panel with three technical peers who were would be future peers at that time. And one of them in that interview, this is like an hour and a half where they just grill you until you say <laughs> uncle. So I, I don't know anymore, right? And, and it's intimidating for people early in their career specifically. I really enjoyed it. It was a conversation among peers. But what made it enjoyable was one of the people on that technical panel had been following my blog for three years. So they already knew who I was. They knew my content, what I was capable of, of delivering. And then, so I, I got the job. And then I go to new hire training. And I can't make this up, all right? So I'm standing in the lobby. I'm 2,000 miles from home here in the U.S. I don't know what that is in kilometers. <laughs> I'm a long way from one coast to the other coast in the U.S. It's a long way. All right. And I'm in the lobby checking into the hotel for new hire training at my new employer. And uh, somebody walks up to me out of the blue, complete stranger, and says, hey, are you Ashley McGlone? Yeah. And he said, uh, thank you for helping me learn PowerShell. Uh, I just wanted you to know I just started a new uh, career at Microsoft this week. And uh, you helped me learn PowerShell. And I was like, well, that's, well, thank you. I'm glad I was able to help. I'm actually starting at a new company myself. <laughs> and and then I get into new hire training that week. And somebody in this little classroom format of, you know, bringing in the new hires and training, somebody sitting one row ahead of me turns around and looks at me and gets this look on their face like, oh, my goodness. And he calls his buddy right there and he says, you'll never guess who's sitting behind me in new hire training. It's Ashley McGlow from Microsoft. <laughs> and it's like, I, I promise I'm not a celebrity. There's like yeah. five people online who know who I am. 
But I, I've had, there's other stories I can share as well where um, having that personal brand open doors. Yeah. And, and again, uh, going back to how we open, this is not about tooting my own horn. It's not about me. It's about helping other people. And if I put the stuff online where people can find it, that means I can help more people. Yeah, and and you know, if I flip that round as a, as a hiring manager, I spent many years as a as a hiring manager. Um, that'd be one of the first things I do, right? I'm about to interview somebody. I'd be like, oh, right, let's let's look them up. You know, let what have they? Oh, look at all this stuff on GitHub. Look at all these contributions they've made. Oh, look at this. You know, and 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 it would influence the perspective I had before you went into the interview. Of course, the interview ran its course and did its thing. But when you've got somebody that you know is really contributing to the community, really passionate, achieving all of this great stuff, and you can see it before you've even met them, it really helps, right? Really helps. Um, now, conscious that we 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 get through time, I wonder if we could just start to to, to sort of wrap this up and summarise. Really, so um, what would be the, the I guess the key summary that you'd share with everybody as we as we finish up here? You know, I just have to go back to that same uh, simple formula of three steps. You help people, you record it in whatever fashion, whether it's written, video, audio, audio, whatever you're doing. So you help people, you record it, and then you put it somewhere people can find it. Yeah. And then you just do that over and over. And that is going to create a body of work online that's searchable when a prospective employer, just like you said, as a hiring manager, you're looking for who is this person? Are they a known quantity? You know, you just help people record it, put it somewhere people can find it, turn that crank, and that will um, turn out helping a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And, and you know, for me, I love thinking of this idea as, you know, personal brand, which, you know, some people struggle with a little bit of just going, actually, this is just your your reputation, but in a modern digital world, really, you know, that that's what we're talking about. And so, you know, right. we, we want a good reputation in the modern digital world. And that, and that's what this is about. And it lets you help more people and, and, and helps your career, really. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, so uh, j- just to wrap up, um, where can people find you? Uh, if people want to get in touch, ask questions, all of that kind of stuff, where where can people find you, Ashley? So Ashley McGlone, uh, there's not too many people actually. So so this is funny, right? So where you are in the UK, the name Ashley is typically a guy's name, right? Yeah. But here in the United States, growing up in the 80s, it was a girl's name, right? Okay. And so uh, it's a very different experience. And I, and I searched for my name, Ashley McGlone, on Facebook one time, and there there were girls in my own town with the exact same name, which was funny. <laughs> Uh, so when you search for me, you're looking for a dude with a white goatee uh, <laughs> named Ashley McGlone. I'll be on LinkedIn and Twitter, uh, typically, or where you can uh, find me to interact. Yeah, I'd be happy to, uh, you know, again, just uh, I've offered to folks to, to do some you know free coaching, um, do a session every now and then and just help them get started. And uh, I certainly appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak with you and your audience today, Ben. It's, and it's good to to uh, work together with you again in this way yeah well thank you so much Ashley the pleasure's been all ours so thank you so much for for taking the time to be with us uh, to share your insight with us which has been really good Um, and yeah look forward to speaking to you again in the future thank you so much take care so there we have it thanks 
for listening. Please do subscribe to the podcast and rate the show. It really helps spread the word. And check out our technical storytelling program to help build your influencing and leadership skills. 